are sitting around, by the way, we're here in Sapporo, Japan, and we are drinking Sapporo beer. Uh, right. Sitting around our tiny nightstand, which is about eight times the size of a microphone. <laughs> <laughs> it might have grown or shrunk from my last estimation, I don't remember. Um, no, I think you said exactly the same thing last uh, time. Well, you know, amazing. Uh, so we are done with, I mean, it's not really day two. It's the day two of us recording. Day two of us going to the exhibition. That's it. Totally. Day two of the exhibition. So we're back um, 6 p.m.-ish. Not 6 p.m. What should I be saying? Yeah, 6 p.m. Well, 12 mm-hmm. plus 4, 1600. Is that right? No, that'd oh, be 4 yeah. p.m. No, we just said, uh, you know, the, the way to say, so that's a retarded way of saying the U.S. military, but normally you just say 1828. 18. Okay. You know, you don't say like... There's like two dots in the middle, you know, yeah, just yeah. like for the regular time thing you guys use. Well, the regular, the weird thing you guys use, but... The normal thing, yeah. It's just 24 hours instead of 12. Got it. Uh-huh. That's what they do in Japan, too, and uh, everywhere in the world except in your country. Yeah. So, Someday we'll get back. Someday yeah. we'll get back on top, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> I think we... Did we do the exhibition first today? Oh, uh, yeah, we did. Didn't we? <laughs> We we had breakfast. Oh, we while you guys did that, I went and just had a beer. Yeah, it's <laughs> possible. You did run off. True, but to go see stuff at the exhibition, mm-hmm. of course. So we got to the exhibition again today. I don't have a ton of notable new things. I did do the exact same thing I did last time, which is look really carefully at each single painting. I probably spent mm-hmm. less time on each, mm-hmm. kind of skimming through the ones that stuck out to me. Uh, my main takeaways I just want to talk about today were... The ones that hit me last time are the same ones that hit me again. Like, seeing them in person, once again, seeing the Volume 4, 34, two-page spread, I knew it was coming, and it still fucking hit me like a ton of bricks. I was still like, god damn, this is the real thing. Mm. The same exact uh, feeling I had yesterday. I having the same thing again. The same trick twice. Um, and also, we've been talking a lot about screen tones, because it's like, I said this earlier, but it is like... With, through the exhibition, through the little details, through the little whiteouts you're seeing and the, the cutout stuff that he used, you're seeing the way he constructed the scenes, and it's more than just pen and ink. It's the same thing I said mm. yesterday, but I really paid attention to it today, and they're everywhere. And I was thinking, at the same time as me saying, is it even necessary, you know? Like, maybe he just does the ink and the pen, but then you imagine what those scenes would look like without the screen tones, and then you're like, oh, right, it would be really flat, you know? It'd be yeah. about the composition... Mm less than the texture so that definitely adds to it but boy the complexity level is much more when you add tones yeah it is more complex than you would think or that it looks just because again i think we said so yesterday but just the fact you've got to like select it make the tones and cut it out with an exacto knife so that it fit perfectly then you he would modify it or maybe add some white out on it or do some stuff so, yeah, it's, it's interesting. And yeah. just the process of choosing the screen tones yeah, is already, interesting. Yeah, it's already something. Right, like why did he choose this particular tone for this texture, right? Mm. Like, like for Casca skin color for something right. or yeah. something else. You could think about it all day. <laughs> and, yeah, you know, just, for example, to add uh, to dim something on the foreground or background, yep. to add shadow to it. And it's, you know, yeah, very, very, quite interesting and... Uh, Something you don't necessarily think about uh, when you just see the final result on the page. So, interesting. Guts, you pointed out something. Um, the volume 19 spread of Guts when he catches up to Casca finally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, there's, there's a tone used for the background, the, the, the 
body parts that are flying in yeah. the background of that scene. The tone over that, that kind of makes it a little, it diminishes it. That's, yeah, the, that's the effect it's supposed to do. But actually, what you pointed out, I mean, I don't want really to speak for you, but you know something that's different about that one. Yeah, it's really weird. Um, in person, you can see, you can actually see the background, which is the, you know, body parts flying everywhere. Um, you can see it a lot clearer. Yeah. And the volume, it's kind of dim right. and very light. And, um, yeah, it almost looks like he just sort of, like, taped over that portion. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say tape, but it, it that's how, what it looked like to me and i don't know if like after like they scanned it maybe they did some like adjustment or... yeah, yeah it looked like a, an additional thing post-processing <clears throat> or post-production kind of thing could be yeah yeah another thing i noticed is uh or you know something i found interesting was uh just kind of getting a window into his process um i i saw the two-page spread of of um the falcons entering the the ballroom and you can see in like a blue um, sort of colored pencil, he would make uh, notes. Um, I could see some like writing on uh, for what I guess is like different what different screen tones he wanted to use for different outfits. He would just kind of write it down and mm. yeah, so it's cool. Yeah, it's the same <clears throat> process. I mean, if you check the storyboards he did, he would also like. Right, you know, this is Casca, this is this, this is that, this is... Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. Just so, probably as just a mnemotic way to remember what he was what he was going to do or mm-hmm. what he wanted to, to put to her. But yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. <clears throat> Some of the other things were different about today, and they're minimal, but may as well worth cataloging, is that, you know, that, stat- that Zod statue did break because it was no longer there <clears throat> when we went back. I was so. actually kind of wondering if they were going to haul a new one out, you know? Same. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And there was, there was a... a they might, like, eventually, but maybe that was too soon. Yeah. There was also a new flowers from uh, Hakusensha. I was just about to say that, yeah. Another group of flowers uh, next to the ones that were from the memorial staff. These are from Hakusensha. Mm-hmm. Um, right next to the other flowers. Yeah. I guess they were beaten to the punch. They're so like, damn, damn, damn. Yeah, yeah. We gotta oh, get the long flowers. It's the 14th? Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Um, what? Oh, the population. I, I would... There was a glut of people... At a certain point, but I would say overall there were fewer people today than there were yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's gonna, like I said, I think it's gonna ramp up uh, as it gets closer to the Yuki Matsuri. Oh, right. Which is a big, like, the big touristic thing. And I will say, I'm 100% sure they waited for that period to, to mm. put it there. Because mm. they want, they seem to be going basically by most populated city in Japan. So, you know, they did Tokyo, Osaka, Nagoya, mm-hmm. and Fukuoka after Sapporo. It really feels like they're going, I can already say they're probably mm-hmm. going to do Hiroshima after that, or, you know, something in the south in that region. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and my two my two takes mm-hmm. for the next one would be were specifically Sapporo and Fukuoka. And Nailed it. I was like, at first I was like, it's going to be Sapporo because it's like the next most populated one. So I was like, well, would they actually go... You know, to Hokkaido instead of uh, Honshu staying on the main island. And yeah, so that's actually it. So here we are. Um, but yeah, anyway, as for me, I would say uh, today I, I wanted, because yesterday I was really focused on the screen tones and the white out, mm-hmm. which is interesting, and which Murai himself said that it would be interesting for visitors to see. So, you know, he knows what he's talking about. Uh, but yeah, I, I checked the line work specifically and stuff like that, because that's also very, you know, you can actually see. 
like detailed what what strokes he did, how he did them, what he used, if he used a pen, a brush, a marker, yeah. which he used a lot to do like blackout stuff, also for some um, some specific bottles. So just interesting stuff. You notice some small details, for example, on a there's that uh, that that shot of Griffiths on the hill swords, whereas there's a, a shadow of one of the swords, like the sun is pretty a shadow on his cape, mm-hmm. and it's visible in the in the volume and stuff. But when you actually see the real page, it's a lot more. It pops more at you. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know, just uh, details like that are interesting to to see when you see the real thing. Again, it's what we said yesterday. It's hard to to express, but it really makes a big difference, and it's. One of these things where even if you filmed it in like 4K or whatever, people still wouldn't be able to see it because yeah. it's, it's one of these things where you know, thing with your eyes, like eye level resolution, you can't really emulate that. So yeah, so that's one of the things where going to an art exhibition uh, is worthwhile. Yeah, it's definitely a you understand it when you see it in terms of the clarity of the image and in terms of also just you know honestly being in the presence of the actual authentic thing that he laid his hands on. There is a certain power to that that's mm. not going to come across in a picture of mm. it, you know. This to the same to the extent that when we were going through today, obviously the biggest difference for me was that we had already done the kind of mental gymnastics of determining which one is authentic and which is a print. Mm-hmm. And my mind just glazed over the prints, <laughs> and I was mostly focused on the authentic stuff because you know that's what I'm there to see. You know, if I want to see a print, even if it is a high quality print, a volume thirteen. I want to see the original stuff. Yeah. You know? That being said, I'll say again that those high quality prints really they are high quality. Like they really put the stuff they sell to consumers to shame. And I'll be like, honestly, if they were like, well, we're selling for a thousand dollars, we're selling like the books, really high level shit that is really close to the real stuff, I'll probably buy it. Of course, you know, I mean, it's me. Like so, yeah. No, the number of customers is yeah, pretty low. Yeah, one guy will buy it. Yeah. But my point is, that really makes a big difference. But yeah, of course, I mean, it's never going to be the same to see like a nice print or something and the real yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's exciting to me whenever you're looking at them, when you're walking through the exhibition and you're not sure if it's real or not. And then I look down at the bottom and I see his little pen markings or his little smudges. It's good. Yeah. And knowing that it is the real thing. Uh, the one, well, I don't think we mentioned this last time, but in the illustrations file, there's a big, like very horizontal spread of puck looking very uh, curvy, let's say, I guess on a flower, very right? Sexy. Yeah. Very sexy <laughs> shot of puck with his sexy. ass. Sexy. Like, I don't know if it's sexy. Sure. He's a sexy, li- oh, sorry. Go but it's a, it's a very, what to say, it, it's very painting like, I mean, as that doesn't mm-hmm. make any sense, but he Mura used uh, different styles in different periods, and this one, yeah, it evokes. Uh, I don't know. I would uh, I would say Renaissance, but that's that's kind of stupid. Like any anyone who actually knows art history would just. Uh, I know what you mean, though. It's it, it does look like it's set in a different like period of art than the normal. Yeah, stuff it's just it normally a does. Dif- different style. Totally. basically. It's, and mm-hmm. you know, some of the stuff is very like Frazetta-like, for example, mm-hmm. from that same period. Different style. You could tell he was going for that, and this one is very different. Mm-hmm. And I do not have the art knowledge to. No, same. So, but what I thought was interesting, and it's it's obvious as soon as you see it, and is this that the paint you know bled over a little bit and is bleeding at the bottom of the border. So there's a top and bottom white border, mm-hmm. and where the focal point of the painting is the middle, right? So imagining that, 
the greens and the blues kind of trickled over, or he wasn't concerned about it because it's a crop area, but it makes it look like really different to me that you see those bleed areas. I thought that was very cool to see. Yeah, I think it also, I mean, just at the, at the borders, he just, he put the background, like the black stuff, he made a you know, big one, yep. and so, and because he knew it would be cropped. Yep. But yeah, it's cool to see, like, and is it that's one where he's got all the little brush strokes where he was checking his color mix. Mm-hmm. That's also cool to see. Yeah, a little mini palette he was using. Yeah. One thing that you brought up, Walter, that I thought was interesting uh, today was uh, the color palette of the color pages mm-hmm. uh, in the yeah, initial Yeah, the first volumes. couple ones. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we were cu- trying to compare, like, the, the kind of the browns and the reds and the little pops of the greens to, uh, you know, other old manga. Gavi mentioned Dragon Ball and how it used a similar palette. And we were wondering if that was just mm. a limitation of the old magazines right. that did color at the time. Like if you were going to do a color page, were there restrictions? Or was that an intentional sepia-type tone to evoke a, a feeling or what? Why the color tone was the question. Right. That is a good question because I've noticed it. I don't think it was a limitation because in... Uh, in Animal House, they mm-hmm. are... Volume 1. Yeah, there's, there's... What? The first couple issues that are colored don't have that same color tone. No, 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 it's not that. It's that there's a, all the series that had color pages and they had different yeah. palettes. Yeah. That being said, the type, it's a, it's a little more muted. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so that aspect may have been on purpose. Because it's a flashback? That's what Grail had said. I was wondering... I was just throwing that idea out I'm there. I'm not I don't sure. Know. I'm not sure. It's just, you know, Mira would probably say that it's what he said. Like, the color was not his specialty. Like, he's a mangaka. You see black and white stuff. The actual, you know, ink stuff is, is what his real job was. So, yeah. the color stuff is more, you know, like a secondary thing. So, mm-hmm. he might just say, well, I don't know, actually... I don't know what he would say. I don't know what I'm talking about. I'll have another beer. But <laughs> my point is that, uh, yeah, maybe he was just, I don't know, experimenting yeah. or doing something simple. Mm-hmm. I don't know. All right. I don't remember if we mentioned this yesterday, but the, the kind of the recurring theme that we kept seeing was how Miro was uh, playing with oranges and greens a lot because of yeah. the contrast. Mm. and That was a cool uh, recurring thing that you would see and you could appreciate more <laughs> because of being able to see the high yeah, the the high quality prints are in some cases the originals. I am I am wondering about the because he used a lot of orange for these armors in those those mm-hmm. pages, mm-hmm. but when he did the the oral uh, colors, he didn't limit himself to that. So it might have just been a matter of being efficient, maybe mm-hmm. doing it fast because those felt felt like watercolors to me. Mm. And and uh, while the oral stuff was definitely like oil painting. Oh, I see. Maybe he painted over the art instead of making it original art, that kind of thing. Yeah, no, I think he did. Basically, he penciled it mm-hmm. and then he just painted over it and yep. then inked the stuff. It's uh, pretty sure it's. I mean, I'm I'm no expert, but I'm pretty sure it's what he did. That might have just been a matter of make, making it. You know, yeah. more... that makes sense. He was starting out at the time mm-hmm. too. So plus, yeah, plus. Uh, because that scene where Gambino finds him with, with uh, you know, his man and, and she's and everything, it's very muddy, like mm-hmm. it's the whole brown thing. So you might have thought, I don't know, orange would go well with it. Sure. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I was just looking at this old ass Dragon Ball page that Toriyama mm. ended up colored. Mm-hmm. And yeah, there was a lot of like kind of 
subdued colors except for like this bright red and i don't that know red. Mm. it reminded me of like how bright the the puddle of blood that shisu picked up guts out of was but i don't know i'm just just a small observation of those are my snacks <laughs> another thing i think azil you mentioned it yesterday but i don't think i mentioned it on the show was there's actually a, some sculpts at the very end where you're closer to the Miura desk portion of the exhibition. There are these three sculpts or busts, I guess. One's of Guts, one's of Griffith, and there's one of Puck. Mm. And that Miura actually made those sculpts, you're saying? Yeah, sure. Yeah, that's of course cool. he did. Just a signature at the bottom of them. But that's not what's uh, notable here is the fact there's four. Oh, it's normally four. he did four. He did uh, Guts, Casca, Griffith, and Puck. Now, the... Guts and Griffiths ones that are there are nothing special. The Puck one is the original sculpt he made. Yeah. Oh. And it is, uh, of course, higher quality than the replicas and looks better. That's cool. And so I was like, damn, is that the original one he made? Probably they, they didn't keep the others or they couldn't find them. But they had that one and it looks great. So yeah. I was, uh, yeah, I was very interested by that. I would not expect him to know how to sculpt in a way that doesn't look cartoonish, you know? Mm. And it looks pretty good, you know? Yeah, I mean, well, it's just... It's just I, I have these. Uh, they were a, a young animal bonus things that you had to, like, send a coupon to get. Uh, yeah. Mm. They, I don't know, it's, they're, like, from early 2000s or late really? 90s. Oh, yeah. I would take 90s, because I don't remember seeing it ever in the magazine. When it, by the time I was collecting it, yeah, it could be, it could be. I, I, I could look it out, look it up, but, uh, you know. Okay. Um, yeah, and we were able to identify some of the um, people that contributed some of the tributes on the wall. And those have not, as Azil mentioned yesterday, you know, I think one of them was posted online, the Chica Amino one was, but the others were no. surprises no, to no, us. No, Amino Chica did not post her. I thought you said you had see, seen it that one before. No. Okay. No, I said uh, one of them uh, was posted but blurred. I mean, it's not. Oh, that's definitely. what you meant. Okay. She she mentioned what she did. She said uh, online. She said she she uh, you know her shikishi was uh, alachich, mm-hmm. but she did not say anything more than that. So yeah, got it. Yeah, I I can't remember where I was going to take that, but just that I I basically I was able to use Google Translate with the camera feature. To quickly identify who it was that contributed each piece. Because before it was kind of like, oh, I'm not sure who, who, who that was. Um, anyway, that was interesting to see those again. And then we're on to the merch. Um, uh, all of us spent less money this time because we're pretty much just like finishing the list of things we wanted. Um, I got a decent sweater uh, with an SK emblem on it. Um, it's a decent sweater. It's a great sweater. Yeah. It's fucking cool awesome. Hell, yeah. I said gray. I was looking down like, is this no, gray? It's a great, great. <laughs> it's a really good sweater. Yeah, it's a hoodie. Yeah, yeah. Quite like it. Um, I think I'm done shopping though. I think I'm done. I don't yeah, know what else yeah, I'll buy. You didn't spend much compared yeah. to to me and uh, Grand Gobs. Well, if you if you start going down the canvas route, you could if you once you start those. There's a lot of money to spend. And you gotta lot. get them all. You got a lot of good stuff. You to gotta get. get them all. The thing is, I'm not gonna. I know I would not transport those canvas things back well in my luggage. Oh, come on. Just get a box. I'm not doing it. <laughs> just, just do something stupid like me where you're like, I'll figure it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At, at some point. At some point, you do need a berserk room with the amount of things they're selling. And I, I definitely do not have a berserk room. I might have a berserk corner. But you could build a room. No, I'm not going to build a room. But 
you would need one to do and this And this guy well. called himself a fan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. We're, we're definitely uh, slowly trudging into berserk room territory, which I think mm-hmm. is just going to be our bedroom. Which this is gonna... room is starting to look very berserky. So I'm it's, looking around their yeah. hotel room, and it's just not filled with berserk <laughs> merch, but getting there, getting yeah. there. You know, at that point, I'm it's my berserk house. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm way past the room side where I'm like. Could I hang this on the ceiling so mm-hmm. that if I lie down, I can look? Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that's, that's where I'm at. So, Vertical oh, space. So right, like, right. How much would it cost to like build a, a, an underground bunker where I can have, you know, mm-hmm. a museum <laughs> for my shit? Berserk bunker sounds good. Yeah. I do not have enough money to do that. I, uh, I may be done shopping, but I, I also, I know Grail once... Uh, there's a pendant you saw, mm. and I may get a ring. I may get a, a, a ring, or a, and or a pair of earrings to to complete my uh, midlife crisis look. I'm growing my <laughs> hair out. I might as well re-pierce my ears too. There you go. So you could get your Holly Davidson modified to yeah, a, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Get the. Uh, Skull Knight emblem. Yeah, on yeah, yeah. Ching. Just yeah, me, yeah. Just missing the berserk leather jacket. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that yeah. the Geyseric ring or Skull Knight ring. Sorry, uh, it does. Right. Is, it is, is a Geyseric. It is a Geyseric ring. Okay. Yeah, it's she's you know um, old uh, helmet from right. the flashback. Was well, more like the imagery evoked by Charlotte and Judo talking yeah. about the legend. It is something that requires a certain person to pull off, I would say. It mm-hmm. definitely looks like the leader of a biker gang would wear the ring. Yeah. Not necessarily the administrator of a Berserk fan site. I'm not sure I could pull off the look. You'd be I'm looking saying. for an excuse to punch somebody. So you're saying you're not them. hardcore enough for it. That's more or <laughs> whereas, less Whereas uh, Gobbs is. Yeah. yeah I you're mean, buying I, the ring is what you're saying. I'm buying the ring. I, I'm not the leader of a biker gang yet, but I, I may be one day. I just got to start... Uh, Learning, small and just you know learning how to ride a motorcycle first. <laughs> Selling your berserk birch to buy a motorcycle. You, you, you start safe with a Segway, and then you'll oh, yeah. get into motorcycles along the way. Are there Segways out there where you guys are still? Oh, you ever, do you ever see uh, a Segway? Those... I haven't seen a Segway in a long time. Oh, we yeah. live in a hilly I think, area. I think so. ever since uh, I was trying to make a went off the cliff joke, but <laughs> I yeah. don't know. Well, I was wondering if you were going to go yeah, connect it back to that. Went, yeah, just went off a cliff. <laughs> <laughs> joking just, off a just, that, that's all I got. Uh, um, one of the other like recurring characters here in Sapporo is the crows, because uh, you, oh, yeah. you, you you hear them <laughs> not everywhere, but you'll often very distinct cawing sound they make. And I've heard crows all my life. These are these are loud ass crows, mm. a distinct breed of asshole crows. <laughs> And, like, I got a little video of him sent to my son, and he just said, wow. <laughs> he wasn't as impressed as I was. But anyway, um, every time I see a crow, I'm like, yeah, it was crows. Because the crows, they're like pigeons in New York or where I am, squirrels. They're very, what's the word? Um, um, not violent, but like. Aggressive. Aggressive, thank you. That's the word I was looking for. They're much more aggressive than you'd think. Because they're used to humans. Yeah, right, right, right. They're, um, so we went to a park today. I don't know. Uh, we shrine. went to Maruyama, which is, mm-hmm. uh, well, Maruyama Park here, uh, which is where there's a Hokkaido Jingu, the, the shrine. Mm. And uh, I'll let you tell the story. Oh, well, sure. Yeah, I was always rooting for the crows. I'm just going to say that up front. And I've always been on Team Crow. Mm. Uh, and there's a cute little sign right when you get there. And there's two crows. And at the bottom of the page, on one side is a rice cake. Is that what it is? Onigiri, yeah. Onigiri. And the other side is a burger. And it just says, basically, don't 
You have to hide your food from the crows. It just said, don't feed the crows. Oh, is, oh, is no, that what it, it said? It, it, it definitely implied hide your food. Yeah, right? yeah, that, yeah. That, yeah, I translated it. It was some crazy <laughs> shit like keep your food out of sight. Yeah. Like the birds. Because the crows and... know and they want it and they yeah. want to eat your food. And that that sign, by the way, it's it's I wouldn't say everywhere, but multiple places. This yeah. cartoony image of the crows descending on food is there. And um, as we were walking shortly after the entrance, like you heard them calling really loudly and looked over, and they were like huddling overhead of a woman who was definitely just eating food, just like mm-hmm. chomping down food in clear violation of the crow signage. I'm just gonna say. And Japanese etiquette. Yeah, Japanese etiquette. Walking the the way you're telling the story is kind of skewed in favor of the crows. I'm going to say, <laughs> what I saw is just some some young woman who Eating was just food. minding her own business with food in her hand, and there was this crow overhead. Oh yeah, two crows. What, what's interesting is that as soon as she heard the sound, she started she running. Knew. She started running. And, and it's too. like you know, it's like the stuff like uh, don't run away from a bear. Mm-hmm. And uh, and she did, and then the crow swooped down and took the bun out of her hair. Is what uh, it looks like. Wh- yeah, uh, what? Yeah, scrunchy kind of thing. He did a great maneuver where he he touched her hair like the bun in her hair. That scared her, and she dropped the food. Then yep. he went down, took Nailed it, it, and flew away. Tactics. Yeah. Crow tactics. That's some Hitchcock shit right there. Yeah. yeah. And she kept running and for The life. best part was that she kept running. <laughs> the crow was not chasing anymore, but she, she might be still running for all I know. And, you know, I mean, she's also, like, she screamed in a very cute way, so it was it a, wasn't really it was a wholesome scene. I don't know. Scene. It wasn't very cute. I, she screamed no. fucking bloody murder. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I felt bad for her. I mean, I love She crows, shouldn't have eaten but... that food. Obey the sign. Sure. Well, All you right. know what? It was cute to me because I team crow. Okay. <laughs> I really okay. felt bad, though, because, like, yeah, it's a funny story, but I had my hand on my camera the whole time. It was the kind of thing where you're seeing it happen moment by moment, and I'm like, I should probably film this, but it's not going to actually get cool. It's not going to get cool, mm-hmm. and then I'm watching it get cool as it happens, and I'm not filming sure, it. Yeah. I don't have the instincts of a journalist. <laughs> yeah, I gotta say, I was actually impressed. Like, I didn't think the crow would really go for same, her. Same, same. Like damn, the balls on that guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's really and you know it worked too. Yeah, as I said, crows are the smartest birds, and uh, I believe it. I guess that's just what they do. Yeah, mm-hmm. he was hungry. <laughs> Good crows. Um, what else? Well, the shrine itself was fine. Yeah, I guess it was fine. I liked it. There was but the crow cool was great. <laughs> yeah, the crow was a highlight. No, for no, sure. the, the shrine's great. We're just not very uh, spiritual people, I guess. It was crowded. I mean, you just mentioned it was touristy, a, tour, a high a yeah. destination for tourists. Yeah, it's a highlight of the city. So yeah. there was a pretty big crowd, particularly on the shrine, to do the... I'm not, I'm not going to use the right word because I don't know, but you pray to the shrine and you put some You put a message and, to the gods, yeah. Yeah, and people were doing that and bowing and doing that thing. Quite a big line to do all that, both to buy the accoutrement to do all that and to do the thing itself. So, yeah, it's interesting because I've been you know, living in the States my whole life. That's definitely not a thing, or is not even an analog to that that I can think of, you know? Well, going to church. But church is not in a park, you know what I mean? It's not that, that fusion of park and church, in oh, a way. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. kind of unique. Mm-hmm. I guess. We ended up getting the 100 yen fortune, but as you got the 200 yen, right? That's right. I got the premium one. The premium my, fortune oh. for my wife. Yes. <laughs> you got the American one. It's funny. It's, uh, Greg got the uh, buy more shit. Yeah. Gobs got the go back to your country. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like, We're getting some mixed messages uh, here. That was, that was pretty, you know... Uh, did it say don't travel or do travel more? No, it said, no, it, no, it said travel. You should, you know, you should travel, travel west. Travel west. <laughs> is that like, what it said? Get the like, fuck back home for. I me. mean, yeah. you know, 
there's nothing east of Japan. I mean, in theory. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, travel west. Just wow. get, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> and, and what's good is that they got the international English version. Yeah. Mm. And that's what makes it great. It's like consumerism and just get out of the country. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Yeah, buy and leave. Uh, the other, the last highlight of the day really is uh, we went to ramen, which is, you know, uh, ever since I was a young teen making Maruchan ramen, ramen, you know, yeah. on my stove, which is just fucking freeze-dried, basically, <laughs> you know, ramen with a salt powder that tastes, you know, I don't even, I don't want to say it tastes like chicken. It's just orange powder. Um, it's not even the same food. It's what I was. I was, <laughs> yeah, I was, yeah. I was saying it's not food. even food. Yeah, yeah. I was telling that to Substance. my wife earlier. Is like cup cup noodles, that kind of stuff. Yep. It's got nothing. Like it looks vaguely like the. It's like an alien version of what real ramen <laughs> is. So. So yeah, there's actually a ramen place in my town that does fucking fucking decent ramen. And now that I've had real ramen, I'll say it's pretty on par. But this place was fucking great. Also, the food was great. I really like the service, like being in there. It's a place that only eight seats, and you sit around one guy doing everything. Like he'll greet you, he'll take your order, he'll serve you the food, he'll make the food, right? And he'll clean your di- plate up when you're done. And it's playing like um, metal music. They're like eighties metal, eighties metal, yeah. metal music, yeah. Because yeah, the logo outside was like a Metallica logo kind of thing. Um, very cool. We had a lot of fun in there. We got lucky too because the the people who were in there before us just left, and and we yeah. were we didn't have to stand outside like the poor chumps that were waiting after. Yeah, us. there was a line after us. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, that went out really well. And that was one of my highlights for me was Berserk Exhibition, hanging out with everybody, eating good ramen, eating good sushi. Those mm-hmm. are that's pretty much my list, you know. Yeah. So that's it for day two. What about the, what about uh, the patisserie we got? Yeah. The what? Patisserie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what we said. The, the, the food was good. Le, le gâteau. We, uh, at Azil's recommendation, we went to a the place cast. that had great great food with some of the worst service I've ever experienced in my no, life. It was just the most confusing. No, it's not the worst service. It's just... The most service that took the most time. Yeah. Let's put it that way. They really take care of the customer. Oh, sure. Uh, Over the course of two hours, whether you like it or not. So the thing is, because they take care of you, it takes a long time. It's a really, it's a very, like, what you'd expect of uh, Japan, where they they package the thing a hundred times differently. Yes, you're like, you want this bag or this bag? You want this scotch tape or that scotch tape? Mm -hmm. Uh, Put Put the cookie in a box. The box goes in a bag. The bag gets sealed, and then that gets put in another bag and handed to you. I just wanted some cake, man. I thought, yeah. I thought the stuff you take away, but yeah. if you want something fresh to eat upstairs, mm-hmm. you gotta pay for it. No, you, you first you get it, you order it. Oh yeah, do the whole. Oh oh oh, explain the procedure for buying a piece of cake. Yeah, so that's eat. what I'm, that's to what I'm saying. So you get the cake. So, so you select it. Okay, un, fine. Un, un cake souvenir is what you say. Mm. Yeah, yeah. No, what do you say? You mean in Japanese? I'm just being an asshole. <laughs> yeah, I'm just... Go ahead. Uh, now you threw me off. Into cake, I gotta you start again. Cake. How do you buy the cake and so eat the cake? So, you, you, you get the cake. Uh, you She wraps you it up. You don't get the cake. She puts in... You, you, yeah, yeah. You can't you, you, buy the okay, cake. you select the cake. No, no, no. No, no. Azil. Now you select the cake. No, you can't even select the cake. Go back. 
No, you have to say Listen, cake. Listen, there's cake behind a glass yes. panel. Okay, you, you can't get to the cake, and all right, all and right. there's no one there to get the cake for you. Yes. So that's true. So okay, here's what I did. Since I have to recount this part step matters. by step, yeah, yeah, step by fucking step. The cakes so, look good, guys. I went there. I saw there was nobody, so I went to the other counter where yeah. people are buying because. It's also they sell uh, confectionery uh, stuff, you know, goods like uh, candy, chocolate, o- okashi, box you know? shit. Yeah. And so you go there as a woman, could we please have a cake? So she said, yes, of course. So I tell the others, come with me mm-hmm. if you want cake. Come with me if you want the cake. <laughs> we went there. Come with me if you want I the cake. I told her I want the logato. So she puts a piece of cake that I selected. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, in a little uh, bag things, which she put in a box. <laughs> she explained to me that I cannot eat the f- stuff that's you know to take away upstairs. So I said, "Yeah, I know. I'm not a fucking idiot. I got it." Um, the cake has to be eaten in a certain place. Okay, so as fucking idiots, we came up afterwards and, I still had, had, to, no idea. and had to go through this weird uh, language sorry. barrier experience. You walked away with your cake. <laughs> but we we ended no, up I mean, explaining. I, yeah, I mean, I was just waiting for you guys. She she understood that we wanted to dine in. She said, "Dine in, dine in," and yeah. we said, "Hi." I I, t- I told her it it was four people. Okay, so I think that helped. Yeah, and she put all of our cakes into the cake trough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the cake trough was transported upstairs. They have a, a pneumatic tube that sends it up. So that's when we went upstairs, and that was when we had to wait. Yes, yeah, so you have to write your name down on the on the book of names. Well, when you get up to the top, and with, you just see people eating food. With a number of people to be seated, then you have to wait in the waiting area, which is next to the toilets, as you mm-hmm. usually do. Uh, then you wait to be called. Uh, I should mention that I let some old women sit in, in my place. Yeah, they didn't seem to care after that second apology either. They were just kind of like taking your seat. Yeah, well, I mean, I was like, uh, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sit, so yeah. you might as well do. So we wanted to eat cake, but we couldn't eat the cake yet. It's fine. We just had to wait. It's okay. We had to wait, and the procedure was nonsense. So we had to wait, and we got seated. Uh, then we got uh, ichigo juice, which yeah, was uh, strawberry juice, which was pretty good. But as you guys saw, I was like. <laughs> <laughs> it was not like bad. Time, it was like drinking strawberry jam, which not, I was not mad about. Not bad. And then we had the cake, which was adequate. Mm-hmm. It was good. As a as a Frenchman who eats a lot of strawberry cake, it was fine. It was <laughs> fine. Right. It was I'll not say, exceptional, but it was, you know what, pretty good. Pretty good cream pretty on good. that cake. Pretty good cream on that cake. I'll give it. Uh, um, what's that place? Uh, Sonoma. Sonoma uh, <laughs> Pinot Noir, pretty good. Oh, mm-hmm. which uh, once I went to Sonoma and did uh, some wine tasting, and when I told the guy selling the Pinot Noir bottle, I don't know, like a hundred thousand uh, dollars a bottle. Wow! I told him it was pretty good, and the guy had like he had a stroke. <laughs> that I wasn't, you know, ejaculating over his wine bottle. I was like, what do you want me to tell you? It's pretty yeah. good. It's, uh, like that's, that's a good thing, right? I'm not saying it's bad. I'm saying it's good. And he was like, pretty good, are you French people are crazy? I was like, what do you want me to say? I'm not going to roll over and foam at the mouth. Because <laughs> it's I had good, like it's a, good grape juice, man. I like yeah, it. no, I mean, it was, it, was, it was fine. It was not the best wine I ever had. Anyway, so that's, that's a, you know, a pretty good cake. Yeah, it was a pretty good cake. And then we got the bill, and we didn't know what to do with the bill. Apparently, you're supposed to take the bill back downstairs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's the thing, yeah. They do have service people upstairs, but you have to take the bill 
back down, which was, I agree. <laughs> That's the part where it starts being a bit uh, Kafka-esque, you know? <laughs> and like, uh, yes. You, wanna, you can't go upstairs. Fortunately, it did not veer into uh, Philip K. Dick territory where you're like, <laughs> am I insane? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've seen cakes walk so around and I can't eat them. <laughs> you get out and it's like another country and it's yeah. like, what's going on? And then I realized that uh, they have a specialty, uh, which I'd forgotten about, so I bought the actual stuff they're yeah. famous for, and uh, we're going to have that at some point. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. And I bought my kids some stuff, too. Uh, I don't think I bought anything from me there, but yeah, interesting little mini cake adventure today, mm-hmm. in addition to everything else. Fantastic. Well, that was a great idea. Yeah, it was a good idea. Good, good addition to the itinerary, for mm-hmm. sure. Uh, that's it. That's day two, and we'll be back again for day three. One more thing I'd like to yeah. point out no. is that the shri- fuck. <laughs> at the shrine, they had these little food cart thingies, yes. and on one of them, they were selling churros, and on their sign, they had both Minions and Mickey Mouse. <laughs> As and a was, California, Amer- I approve. Americanos, Moronos. Yeah. Oh, I saw chunks. the Minions. I didn't see the Mickey Mouse stuff. That's yeah. funny. I was trying to figure out what they were trying to tell me. And yeah. probably you know nothing at all. It's for kids. Churros are awesome. So I love churros. Yeah, yeah, fuck the Minions or whatever. I love churros. <laughs> yeah. Kids love Minions. I'll mm-hmm. tell you. Yeah, I know, but that's like, that's a mistake. Kids are a mistake. (laughs) 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 Oh, fuck that. The same company is doing the new Mario movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know what? That that doesn't excite me. I've I've seen the trailers. I was like... So it's going to make a lot of money. Do we really need this thing? I just, just, I'm fine with the games. It's not for us, it's for the kids. Yeah, I know, I know. Chris Lots Pratt is so cool. Oh, uh, yeah, Chris go. Pratt. What, what a. Give, give Mario an eight pack. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's in his contract. And a gun. Yeah. <laughs> There's a puck with a gun at the exhibition. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. got a very close-up picture of that puck with a World War II gun. Yeah, because uh, the the person they hired to make them, I think she was inspired by, you know, the one where she's... He's, like, saluting. Yeah, he's in, like, military gear, but, yeah, yeah she went a step ahead and gave him a, a military rifle yeah, with a bayonet. I couldn't identify it, but, yeah. Which is pretty... Yeah, I mean, like... Uncharacteristic of Puck. So he can, after he shot somebody, he can stab him down to make sure they're dead. Yeah, yeah. you're right, probably is. have to take them as a PLW, which is... Yeah, sure, why not? Yeah, that's that's in line with... He, he uh, learned some new techniques during Lost yeah. Children. Yeah, chapter, right. That's so. like, sure. uh, yeah. That's it, that's day two. We'll be back for more later. Thanks for listening. Uh, that's it. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. It's not the end of the day, so we're going to do more shit now. Oh, yeah. No, I think so. Yeah. We'll find out more about that tomorrow. See ya. Bye. 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 Bye.